All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. You're tuned in to Oilers Nation every day with Tyler Uramchuk, live every weekday on the Nation Network YouTube. <laughs> Oh, that game against the Minnesota Wild sucked. That was so boring. And there are a hundred things I'd rather do than break it down. But regardless, let's get into things with the lead. You know it and you love it. The lead is brought to you by our friends at Soho on Jasper Ave. Check them out. SohoYeg.com. Back to back game days. Head down to Soho. $8 for a pint and a slice. That's a deal that can't be beat. Um, The Oilers, they can be beat by the Minnesota Wild specifically. The Wild have now beaten the Oilers in seven of their last eight meetings. And last night was just a vintage performance by the folks in Minnesota. It was boring as hell, and it was, quite frankly, tough to watch. The Oilers really didn't get a lot of anything going. It was eerily reminiscent of their game in Minnesota from 12 days ago, where they didn't get a lot of quality looks on Marc-Andre Fleury, when they did get the puck to dangerous areas, they decided, hey, how about we just pass it around a little bit more instead of just putting it on net? Fleury didn't even look that good. There were a handful of saves that were incredibly lucky. It was frustrating to watch from an Oilers perspective. I want to hear your take. We are live on the Nation Network YouTube where the chat is buzzing. Bzz, bzz. I want to hear what you have to say about that loss last night to the Minnesota Wild. As always, we are coming to you live from the Sports Closet studio. You got an Oilers fan in your life? You're looking to get them a Christmas present? Sports Closet? Maybe one of those beautiful Connor McDavid reverse retro jerseys. They are fully stocked on reverse retro gear. And it is all looking good. Head down Sports Closet, Kingsway Mall, St. Albert Mall, or Sherwood Park Mall. We, like I said, live on YouTube. My guy, Liam. Your job every day is to set the light goal so the people in the chat have something to work towards. What's the light goal today? Today's light goal is 59. Why? Because that is Leon Dreisaitl's number and also the amount of points he's got against Nashville in his career. So if you add them together, 
His number is 29, not 59. Yeah, okay. You add them together, that's 59. So I think. 29 plus 30 career points against the Preds for Drysaddle, as you can see, mayor of Smashville. Mm-hmm. That equals 59, and that is our process to figuring out the like goal that is 59. So hammer that like button in the YouTube chat. Yep, and that's how many points you'll get tonight too, I bet. Okay, Jay Downton is waiting patiently, but I can't get to him yet because I need to give you my three big things from last night's hockey game. Hello, Jay. Quick look. Give everyone a nice wave. We'll have more on Jay in just a second. But we need to do our three big things for Cornerstone Insurance. It is Edmonton's premier boutique insurance coverage broker. Your destination, commercial, home, auto, they got it all at Cornerstone. Three big things from last night. Number one, I already covered it a little bit. Shoot the damn puck. When I am sitting at Roger's place, there's nothing that drives me crazier than when people in the crowd yell, shoot. I hate it. I think it's something that you do when you don't know the game very well. The Oilers' Mm -hmm. power play can be buzzing and they're moving the puck around viciously. And people are going, shoot. And it's like, you don't watch Picasso paint and yell paint. You know, let the power Maybe play do did. what they do. Maybe. Maybe they did. We don't know. Who are we? <laughs> uh, but the Oilers last night needed to shoot the puck more. At five on five, they got chances in dangerous areas. And they wanted to just force a bunch of passes and make it look pretty. Not good enough. You got to shoot the puck. That's my number one big thing from last night's game. Number two, Stuart Skinner. This guy goes 26 for 28. In four of his last five games, he has a 900 or better save percentage. But Liam, twice in the last week, this guy has had a game where his save percentage gets better, his goals against average gets better, and he loses the hockey game. They got to give this guy run support. Yeah, like like we spoke about yesterday, like he's given them everything when he's between the pipes. And it's great that you can blow eight by Arizona, but when you play the really good teams who are competing for player spots with you, you got to find a way to support this guy. And like you said, when you first take away, the Oilers just simply weren't capitalizing on chances they had. Like, what was it, halfway through the second period, they had zero shots on goal? Yeah. Like, come on. The goalie's doing his best to keep you in this. He can only do so much. And last night, he only allowed two goals on twenty on 30 shots. So, oh, there's got to help him out a little bit too. Yeah, absolutely. And I like the comment in the YouTube chat from Tyler Mulek, who says, go back to the dry line. That's dry Nugent Hopkins and Yamamoto and then throw Holloway up with McDavid or dry saddle. My third big thing. If you can't get shots, if you can't produce, maybe it's time to mix things up a little bit. Should they go with a new look top six tonight against Nashville? I'm going to say yes. That dry set of the Yanmark Yamamoto line got caved outshot nine to one when they were on the ice together at five on five. That is brutal. It is time to mix it up. Listen, I know McDavid drives out together. It's fun when they're on the ice. It looks like a power play, even when it's not. They need a different look in that top six, I think. How did uh, how did the third line play out? They were kind of buzzing a little bit. I, I would leave players. them alone. I would too. Do you have the numbers five and five there? I can dig them up for you. I like. I'm. I'm. Should say I'm tempted to leave the third line alone because I feel like they're building in a decent direction. And as you can see, like McDavid, Drysdale, and Hyman as a trio. They've produced pretty well over the last five games. By pretty well, I mean really damn good, combining for 26 points in those five games. But I think you need to spread around the wealth just a little bit more than you currently are. Uh, You talked about that Oilers third line and what they were able to do. They pick so six together at five on five. The shot attempts, Corsi four, six to five, but the real shots were three to one. So they were okay. They were fine. Yeah. They Not as bad out. as some others. They look like they did okay. I liked what Clem Costin did last night too. Yep. I thought he kind of brings a little bit of something to that fourth line. So yeah, maybe the top six just what split I, them up. I would leave the third line alone. Holloway, Hamblin, Pugliarvi. I would go Nuge with Dreisaitl and Yamamoto. I'd go McDavid with Costin and Hyman. McDavid, Costin? 
Yeah. There you I go. Don't mind that. There you go. That's what I would do. But those are my three big things brought to you by Cornerstone Insurance. There is a lot to get to, and I keep seeing them at the bottom of my screen, so I'm not going to leave him waiting anymore. Jay Downton is live in enemy territory. He is in Smashville. Luke's in the chat, says Jay's camera is crystal clear. Our producer, Alex, made sure Jay stood real close to the radio tower in Nashville, so his reception would be good. Yes. Jay, how is Nashville? And also, explain to us the getup that you're rocking. Well, Nashville is always a time. Anyone who's had a chance to come down here knows that uh, they call it Nash Vegas for a reason. Uh, the arena is just off of Broadway, which is just littered with a bunch of honky-tonk bars, which is just amazing live music, cheap beers, only good times, and hot chicken. So, no, we're having a good time here. What am I rocking today? Well, we're in Nashville, and we have Leon Dreisettle on our team. And he just happens to be the mayor of Nashville. <laughs> so... I'm coming and I'm letting the people in Nashville know who their goddamn mayor is. I've been walking up and down Broadway since 11 a.m. this morning. And this one lady actually came up to me and actually thought I was the mayor of Nashville. It's kind of funny. I said, no, it's not me. It's Leon Dreisettle. And then I pointed to the name bar on the back. Okay, we're looking at these career numbers here. And I did a little bit of digging on this. 30 career points in 21 games for Leon Dreisettle against the Predators. Since the 2010 season... That is five years before Leon Dreisettle even entered the NHL. Since the 2010 season, there have been a total of 671 players who have faced off at least 10 times against the Nashville Predators. Leon Dreisettle and Connor McDavid are one and two in points per game in that stretch. Connor McDavid, 1.59. Leon Dreisettle, 1.43. Dreisettle specifically has made a habit of torturing the Nashville Predators in the last three seasons. 30 career points in 21 games. How about the fact that in his last seven games, he has 14 goals and seven assists? Yeah, not a mistake. Leon Dreisaitl averaging two goals and one assist in the last three seasons against the Nashville Predators. We've lost Jay briefly there, but he is now, uh, he is now back. Jay, there's no reason to expect that Leon Dreisaitl will not just step up again tonight and dominate this hockey game. All right. Uh, Leon? Sorry, were you chatting to me? Yeah, I, I asked you uh, if you think Dreisaitl. Well, I rattled off a bunch of Dreisaitl numbers, and then I said there's no yeah. reason to think he won't dominate this hockey game. The system still isn't perfect here. We need to sort out. Someone tried calling me and it kicked me off the call. So then I didn't do what you're saying. Yes, Leon Dreisaitl owns the city of Nashville. He owns the Bridgestone Arena. He actually has the keys to the Bridgestone Arena. And I bet you you could go and look at those stats and you could probably remove the first three seasons from it and really show some electric numbers in terms of points per game. Yeah. Um, well, if you just go in the last three seasons, his points per game is three against the Preds. Connor McDavid is 2.57. And uh, there's a bunch of guys who are sitting at two points per game that have only played the Preds like once. So, yeah, they, they dominate this team like no one else. And I do think that tonight there will be a big push from the Predators because they know it. They know it as well as we do. Mm -hmm. They get their their lunch eaten by McDavid and Dreisaitl every time they match up. I really think we're going to see a big push from the Preds today trying to shut these two guys down. But what'll be interesting with that is it wouldn't surprise me if that push from the Preds, Jay, results in the Oilers getting some power plays and Connor and Leon dominating them with the man advantage. Because that was kind of the game script last year when they met in Nashville. 
Yeah, it kind of got yeah, it kind of got penalty riddled, riddled, and we took uh, advantage of that. But the thing we can't forget is Nashville played in St. Louis last night and went to it was zero zero game and lost in overtime. So they're probably pretty salty. So I do expect them to come and put in a good effort tonight. Yeah, uh, you mentioned it. A one nothing OT loss last night was like a weird night in the NHL because there was six games and only a total of twenty goals scored in those six games. It was an all under kind of evening. Uh, Soros did get the start last night for the Predators. 17 for 18. The Preds limiting the Blues to just 18 shots on goal as well. Um, so they played really well defensively, but tonight they're not going to have Soros, who granted early in the season played really uh, I, mm, He was below his standards is how I'll put Soros early in the year, but he started to turn it around Tonight, you're getting Kevin Lankinen, an NHL journeyman who surprisingly has really good numbers this year. Uh, you might remember him if you're like, oh, that name's familiar. He was the uh, Chicago Blackhawks goaltender last season, but he's put together some really good starts somehow this year, including last time out on December 2nd when he stopped 48 of 49 against the New York Islanders. So it's not going to be an easy night. And if we're talking a little Sherwood Ford giant game day keys to victory, I will go ahead and say that one big, big, big key to victory for the Edmonton Oilers tonight is to get a ton of rubber onto the net. Kevin Lankin, yes, he has the ability to be good, but he is not that consistent. He is not that guy. He is not Marc-Andre Fleury. Jay, I think if they pepper Lankin in, they have a good shot at winning this game tonight. Well, they better because they only had like five shots last night. So I think just... It's just going to happen regardless. So, yeah, you got to get a lot of rubber on this guy. We need a win. We got the, we took the, we just can't figure it out in Minneapolis. So, we have to come here pissed off and just exactly lay it to these guys. So, Kevin, I'm sorry. You're getting shelled, brother. Rusty, the reckless optimist, is in the YouTube chat. He says he was expecting us to be four and two at this point in December, but three and three is fine. According to my prediction, the only change is we have to win two of three against Dallas, Calgary, and Seattle instead of only one of three. He adds they can still be 11 and four in December. It is still possible, and it certainly is. It starts with getting a win tonight in Nashville. Chris is in the chat, says, I'm glad we don't have to play the Wild for the rest of the year. Amen, man. I am very happy to not have to watch that hockey team play again tonight. Dr. Gonzo says, go no mercy tonight. Dreisaitl with five goals minimum. I don't even know what I would do if Leon Dreisaitl did that. And Tyler Mulek brings up an interesting question. He says, how do we feel about Max Comtois? And you might be watching the stream going, who is Max Comtois? Well, he's a left winger for the Anaheim Ducks. Six foot two, 210 pounds, 23 years old. And he's got five goals in 18 games so far this season. And the reason Tyler is asking about him also, relevant info when it comes to Max Comtois would be uh, his contract, which I had, and then it just disappeared off my screen. So I'll tell you about that in a second. But Anaheim Ducks GM Pat Verbeek was at the Oilers game last night doing a little bit of scouting. And sure, Alex, tinfoil hat theory time. Pat Verbeek sitting in Minnesota watching the Oilers play. And Michael Russo, who covers the Minnesota Wild, said maybe he's getting a look at one Yessa Pugliarvi what do you think about the idea of a Pugliarvi for Comtois swap, Jay? What's Comtois' contract again? Uh, pending he's, RFA, he's, makes he's two million bucks. Then yeah, it's 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 worth it's worth a shot. Uh, he played World Juniors. He's got some pedigree in him, you know. And and we're still like Pugliarvi isn't you know performing points wise. So why not? 
explore it. But it, but should we really put our hats on? Think are we going one step further? You got Pan for beat. Like anyone's available except for just a handful of players on that roster, given the season they're having. Who else could we be trying to pry out of his hands? Well, a lot of John people jumped at this. Yeah, so a lot of people threw John Klingberg's name out there as like, hey, there's an easy one for they to go target. And we now have random cameos on uh, on Oilers say Nation hi, every day. Say well. hi to the people in Edmonton. Hey, Edmonton. We're from Maine. Woo-hoo. All right. <laughs> All right. Shout out to that random lady from Maine who's uh, now now a friend of Oilers Nation every day. <laughs> she's, an, she's, an, she's an Oilers fan now. All right. She's an Oilers fan. Uh, I don't think a Klingberg deal is happening right now because, again, he has a modified no trade clause from the start of the year to January 1. So right now... Like Klingberg deal is not happening. Seven million dollar cap it. That would be very difficult to make work. And he's a right shot D man. You have Bouchard, you have uh, Barry, and you have Cody Cece on the right side. So unless again significant money going out to make that work, I don't see anything around Klingberg for Puliyarvi. Um, been a little bit of talk about maybe a guy like Dmitry Kulikov, but I also wouldn't be surprised if Edmonton was on his eight team no trade list. Um, I think Max Comtois would be probably the best target on that Preds team. You get a guy, big, er, rugged, er, forward. He's a left wing, which maybe doesn't work that well because you probably want more depth on the right side if you're Ken Holland, but he'd be a pretty intriguing uh, trade target. Liam, what do you think about the well, idea the rea- of Oh, so, go ahead, Jay. Sorry to jump in. If the reality is that we're probably losing Puliarvi, the fact you can flip him for an asset, I don't think it matters what side he shoots and what wing he plays. I think something to consider is too is Jan Mark and Carson have both come into this team and done well. Well, when Evander Kane comes back, you've got to find that cap space from somewhere, right? Yeah. So if you trade away Paul Yarvi for Comtois, like you said, he what, two million? Yep. So then you still have enough money to at least keep Clem Carson on the team. Right? Well, it wouldn't be just to jump in on that. It wouldn't be Clem Carson who'd be the problem because he's league min. It would be Yanmark Jan who you're Mark. trying to keep up. Okay. Well, I'd like to have Yanmark on this team right yep. now, probably over Poyavi, to be honest. Like that's an interesting way to look at it. Yeah, like I think that's probably the way the others are thinking too, is if you trade away Poyavi, if you're trading for picks, at least you have three million to kind of play with down the road, I guess, too. Yeah. That's the way I'm looking at it. You gotta maximize the amount of money you can have with Drysdale and McDavid and they've pushed themselves to the cap. And if Poyavi isn't working, then you got three million to play with. Yeah. Uh, Reed says JP and Barry and a pick. What does that bring us? And I think it's hard to package Barry and Pugliarvi together in any sort of a deal just because you got to think about one, that's seven and a half million bucks. Not a lot of teams around the league can afford that unless you're obviously getting some money back in that whole thing. Um, but also, I don't think a rebuilding team is going to be itching to get Tyson Barry, right? That's a situation where you would need to move Barry to a contender for a pick and then use the pick to fill the hole on your roster. It gets much, much more complicated. Another thing that kind of complicates all this, our guy Frank Saravalli's down at the Board of Governors meeting in Florida, and it's starting to sound like that $4.5 million salary cap jump that we were all kind of crossing our fingers would happen. Sounds like that might not happen. The NHL saying they're going to be about $70 million short of squaring up the escrow with the Players Association. And that would mean the cap can't jump up more than a million bucks unless they negotiate something. That is concerning for a team like Edmonton, 
who could really use that extra three and a half million dollars this summer with McLeod, Skinner, and Bouchard all needing new deals. So uh, that's not great news. And it would also hurt the trade value of a guy like Tyson Berry. I think he's a piece where if the cap went up three and a half million bucks, you would all of a sudden have some teams around the league who go, Maybe we can spend that little extra on the offensive D-man who's going to help with our power play. He's a luxury piece at the end of the day, right? Mm -hmm. So I I think that could maybe hurt the team a little bit uh, as well. But again, that's a lot of trade talk. That's a lot of salary cap ologist talk. Frank's going to join the show Thursday. What was that, Jay? Well, but but, but Barry's also a veteran uh, or power play specialist. So if you've got a team that's developing, like, and you've got, you know, they've got, uh, Evan Bouchard type and the roster that they need to cultivate into being their their power play port, uh, quarterback of the future. Like, what? What? How many? How many more years does Barry have after this year? Two. Two. So that's that's not a that's not a big gamble for a team that's uh, on a, on a rebuild to bring a Barry type on to help kind of mentor the kind of next phase of that team's plans. I think Just it's hard a to counterpoint. Find a yeah, that's fair. Well, I, I I agree. Of course, it's it's making yeah. trades possible, especially for the Oilers. Other teams seem to pull trades off all the time. But I I'm a little bit surprised. We haven't seen a big move yet this year, though, from anywhere around the NHL. So, um, yeah. someone in the chat asking, why not swing big, go for Cam Fowler? He's got three more years at $6.5 million, and he has the right to submit a four-team trade list, which means he can nix a deal to 28 teams around the NHL. Don't, yeah, don't, that, that's not a target. Um, and Spencer he, says he's an American problem. too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's not, he's not leaving Anaheim. If that guy had to submit a trade list, what is going on, Jay? Buddy, Nationals on and popping. <laughs> Live from the streets of Nashville. <laughs> it's a going concern. TV Force also just walked by. Ah, well, you get the lady on from Maine, but you don't get TD Force on the show? Uh, he seemed pretty determined. He saw I was wearing a mare satchel, so he was probably concerned about what I was going to bring him into. Yeah, that's a good point. We that would have been a, that's a good content idea. Just have Jay live outside of where the Oilers walk in, just recording as they come in. Well, I'm not far. Uh, it's just right over. Yeah, it's just down the way here. It's not far. I could I could go do that, but that uh, I think I'd be uncomfortable for everyone. Tyler Mulek says a team like Montreal should look hard at Barry, and yeah, that's a team that we've heard has had interest in the past in a guy like Tyson Barry. So so maybe that is a move they can revisit at some point. And Montreal is like sneakily in the playoff conversation as well. So it's not, it's not crazy. Uh, Rusty, the reckless optimist. I think Barry is going to be a big piece for a deep playoff run for the Oilers this year. He stepped up last year and was a nasty D man in the postseason. I think we need him this year. I, uh, he's a big part of that room. I think is something that even I overlook a little bit at times. Um, and that's fair. They probably aren't itching to move Tyson Berry the way that some people, myself included, feel they should be itching to move Tyson Berry. I, I think they really like him in that room. So, um, yeah, we'll see. We are uh, at 32 likes right now. So let's see if we can keep getting that up. We got to get to 59 because that is Leon Dreisaitl's number combined with his career points against the Nashville Predators. So come on, send it up. Good vibes. Yeah, sending good vibes. 
Uh, what time? Oh, it's 12.23. We got a lot of time today on the show. But you know what I can do is I can give you some line combinations for either side of this matchup, starting with the home team tonight, and that would be the Nashville Predators. This is a team that honestly lacks a lot of offensive juice. Their top six is very average. Michael Granlin with Matt Deshane and Philip Forsberg. Philip Forsberg, obviously, as you know, is the one big offensive piece you need to keep an eye on. He's their leading scorer with 23 points in 26 games. Ryan Johansson with Colton Sissons and Nino Niederreiter. Yuso Parsonen with Tanner Janot, who I know a lot of you would love to see the Oilers get their hands on. Not happening. Uh, Yakov Trinin is on the left side there. Cody Glass with Mark Jankowski and Cole Smith. The D pairings for the Preds are Roman Yossi with Jordan Gross. Matthias Ekholm with Dante Fabro. And yes, this guy is still playing in the NHL. Kevin Gravel with Roland McEwen. One-time Oiler, Kevin Gravel, still kicking around. This is a Preds team that is very banged up. They're missing Matt, uh, Mark Borowicki. Jeez, I butchered that. Ryan McDonough and Jeremy Lozon. So this is a blue line that's banged up, and maybe that's an area that the Oilers can expose tonight. Jay, I asked this question off the jump. I would look for a different mix in the Oilers' top six. Would you? I mean, it's worth a try. Like, like, what do you suggest? Like, why do we mix it up? Like, we don't have much depth right now with our injuries. So, I think you had mentioned yeah. moving Boston to the first line. Like, I don't mind that as a tryout. I don't mind putting Holloway on the first line and seeing kind of where he's at again as another test. Um, the big thing against Nashville tonight we have to be worried about is you just named a lot of big, tough guys. So, they're going to be coming out trying to smoke us tonight. Yeah, my suggestion for the top six, you can see what they're expected to line up with here, courtesy of Daily Faceoff. Um, McDavid, Dreisaitl, Hyman. I would go McDavid, Hyman, Clem Costin, and then go Dreisaitl, Nuge, Yamamoto on line two. I think that'd be your best chance to at least get two lines who can more consistently generate some offense. I think the third line is fine to leave alone, and then you would have Derek Ryan, Devin Shore, and Matthias Janmark as your fourth line, although... It's tough because I like what Costin's been able to do to that fourth line for the most part. He seems to be giving them some really solid minutes. Um, what about between the pipes, though? We don't know who is expected. They haven't announced anything yet. But I would take a guess and say it's probably Jack Campbell. You haven't seen him now in 12 days. I don't think you want to play Stuart Skinner on back-to-backs, even though he's on a great run. Liam, I'll start with you. Would you go with Jack Campbell tonight? I mean, eventually you've just got to turn to this guy, right? I think it's kind of lined up for him to play tonight, especially with Skinner playing last night and then on Friday too. I think, I think you just got to, you got to play him and the team's got to play well in front of him, right? Like that's kind of a big thing too. So I, I think Campbell's got to be the star. Jay, would you go with Jack tonight? You don't have a choice, you, but you also got to see where Jack's at. He's been off for 12 days. Like you said, hopefully, mm-hmm. You know, he's been working. Obviously, I shouldn't say hopefully. He's been working on his game to try to get him back on the rails. So you got to see where he's at. Um, so the schedule would dictate this is where you put your backup in, your backup in, and that's Jack Campbell. So, Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. 
Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. High Corp says 93, 97, and 29 should all center their own lines. Look at last night. Shut down the first lines, and we were garbanzo. Um, I disagree with that. I think Ryan Nugent Hopkins is having success right now as a top six player, and I think you need to reward that by continuing to give him top six minutes. We've kind of seen at times when you throw him down on that third line, it, it doesn't exactly go well. His production kind of takes a bit of a dive, so I would look to keep Nuge. I think he's good as a left winger next to Leon Dreisaitl. I really think that's the ideal spot to keep RNH. He's got 14 goals in 29 games this year. Don't bury that kind of production on the third line. I think it's a mistake to put him low down in the lineup. You run with the centers you have right now, which are Hamblin and Shore. And then when McLeod is back, he takes Hamblin's spot and you get sort of a more ideal, more balanced look in the top nine. Um, that's at least how I would roll with it. But we'll see what Jay Woodcroft does. Back-to-back games, it wouldn't surprise me if he mixed it up a little bit here. And I think I get I get the vibe that a good amount of you in the chat wouldn't mind seeing that either. Reed says he'd give Soup the start tonight. Joey is in. He says Soup tonight as well. I'm surprised he hasn't had a start in the last two weeks. Yeah, it's been 12 days. The last time we saw Jack Campbell was December 1st when he gave up five goals on 30 shots against the Minnesota Wilds. you got to get that guy back in the hockey game. Uh, we are going to get to our betting and all that in a second here. But Jay, Mike's VHS Treasures is in the chat. He says, you got to go catch, a, catch or check out the Country Music Hall. What else are you doing in Nashville outside of the game? How are you feeling your day? Uh, yesterday I went to Topgolf. Uh, spent a few Ooh. hours there. That was great. Uh, yeah, went and had a, a fa- found a bar that was showing the other game and then went there and watched that. And then today, just kind of walked around the town, you know, found a nice place, had a nice green juice, uh, found a bar that's showing the uh, Croatia-Argentina game. So going to be jumping in and doing that. But just kind of really sticking to kind of Broadway. There's so much good live music here, man. And I love live music. So it doesn't matter what bar you go into, there's going to be some amazing artist in there uh, playing their hearts out. And so I'm, I'm sticking around Broadway. And I'm going to be having a hot chicken sandwich uh, before the game as is tradition. I'm going to go not to Hattie B's, which is the kind of big popular one. I'm going to go to Prince's. I'm a Prince's yeah. guy. The real people of Nashville go to Prince's. So I'm going to go to Prince for a hot uh, chicken sandwich. Then I'm going to go watch the others win. And then I'm going to Tootsie's because that is the most iconic bar on Broadway, in my opinion. 
which is right there. Not a bad plan. Purple bar right behind me. Tootsie's right there. Great view. Uh, okay, we're gonna b- before we let you go. What are your bets tonight? You go in Oilers to win. They're minus one thirty favorites tonight. You going Oilers to win? Dry saddle. I'm getting the vibe. That's what you're going with. I am going heavy on the mare. I've got I got Leon over two and a half points. I got Oilers Ooh. over to win over six and a half. Leon two points. I've got Connor and Leon to score. I've got. Uh, what else do I have? Oh, I went. I, I sprinkled a little on the puck line, and then I went. Uh, I went big on the money line. So I'm on vacation. Bet with my heart. Also, the mayor is in town, so you gotta bet accordingly. I like it. I kind of like going Oilers to win and dry settle to go two plus points. That one's paying out plus 225 courtesy of our friends at Betway. Yesterday, the Zach Hyman shot prop hit as well, which was fantastic to see. Um, I don't know if I'm going to go back to that tonight because they kind of knocked down the price a little bit, but I think I'm honestly just going heavy on an Oilers win dry settle two plus points. Liam, what do you like tonight on the Betway slate? I'm chasing the juice. I then knew Oilers all win. I did it with a couple of parlays. I did. Here we are. Anticipation. Mm-hmm. Boom. Oilers to win. Leon Drysaddle to get a point. Even no, money. juicier. Juicier. I couldn't. I just. Yeah, that's not This juice. is good. This is good. This, this is, is the mayor of money. Nashville. One point. It's, yeah, okay, fine. Well, maybe I'll chase the five goals like someone said in the chat. <laughs> That'd be nice. And then I gave it a two plus points. And the Oilers win. I think there was a couple of locks, if I have to be honest. Anyone interested in Leon Drysaddle twenty-eight to one to get a hat trick tonight on Betway? It's not bad. Uh, I will be adjusting. I'll be betting that for sure. All right. Um, I'm trying to find it. Oh, three plus points. It's only three to one. That is insane. <laughs> like I, McDavid's plus one sixty-two to get three points tonight. That's <laughs> like how do you even justify betting that at this point? There's never value betting on Connor McDavid to just straight up do anything. It's crazy. But he does it. Like, that's the thing. He does it. Like, so, like, plus one, you just take it up plus 162. Just do it. I guess. All right, Jay, you enjoy Nashville, man. We'll let you go. See you, boys. Go Oilers. There you go. Shout out to Betway 19 Plus. Please play responsibly. Yeah, I I, I kind of. I think Drys will have a big night again. Like, it's just. I feel like Nashville banged up blue line. Okay. That's a slow blue line as well. Outside yep. of Yossi, they don't move that well. Second of back-to-backs, the whole team might be a little laggy. I think that plays in the Oilers' advantage because it could lead to Nashville taking some penalties, you know? That's yeah. going to be one of my keys to the game. Outwork them on the perimeter and then draw some penalties. Five likes away, Tyler. Five likes away from the goal. If you're watching on the YouTube, make sure you do us a solid and hammer. Absolutely hammer. That like button so we can get to our like goal. Uh, shout out to our friends at Sherwood Ford. It is a Sherwood Ford, the giant game day edition of Oilers Nation every day. Can't leave home or the office. It's no problem with the Sherwood Ford valet service. Can you even believe that? What that an offering. Quite remarkable. Free pickup and delivery. They bring your vehicle in for service and can deliver it back to you when they're done. That's the kind of quality you get with our friends at Sherwood Ford, the giant. Check them out. Sherwood Ford on Twitter, Sherwood Ford the Giant on Instagram. Always dropping cool content on there. Also, shout out to the Sports Closet once again. Yes. One, one like. One like away. We need one like. One like for Sports Closet. There you go. We hit it. There you go. Shout out to the Sports Closet. Uh, everything you need. Baseball. 
Maybe you want a nice uh, Chris Bassett jersey. If you're a Blue Jays fan, you saw him sign with the Jays. Got to replace your Ross Stripling jersey after he signed with uh, the San Francisco Giants earlier today as well. <laughs> Tyler is in the chat. Go get blackout at Tootsies. Why not? <laughs> uh, he also asked if Jay's just rolling solo. I think he's there with a bit of a crew. So watch on the broadcast tonight. Is a chance. Maybe you see Jay cheering in his mayor sash. I actually wouldn't be the least bit surprised if at some point they got a nice shot of Jay rocking his mayor sash with the dry settle jersey. It's, it's very cool. Yeah, I'm sure they're looking out for him. I mean, if you're on the road and you're prepared to wear that in enemy territory, I think you deserve. Yeah. You deserve to do it. Um, there's a question in here that I'm going to get to, but it's one of these things where we've been asked so many times, I want to have a bottle of something right here and I always just have a shot board. Okay. And if someone asks it in the chat, we just take the shot, Liam. I don't think I even saw the, the question. Reed says, is Clef Bomb ever going to come back? <laughs> no. Unfortunately not. No, Oscar Clef Bomb's not coming back. We're done. Uh, done. Be something, no. No, I just don't even want to. Messi scored. <laughs> oh, did he? It's on the TV out there. Is it on TV outside? But we got it on like a weird screen, so I can't quite see the, yeah. the corner of it. Should have put it on the screen behind us. That, that wouldn't have been distracting or against all yeah, broadcasting yeah. rules. We would have got away with that one for sure. You guys can't see it on the screen, but we did add a little addition to the sports closet studio above the TV. Do you want to pan up? Okay. Here we go. Get ready, Alex. We're slowly filling out this studio a little bit more. We got old signs from Rexall Place. That's pretty cool. And you can actually see it's signed by Ryan Nugent Hopkins as well. Yeah, just get, get it. You're going the wrong way. That's zooming out, my guy. There you go. Now it's just out of shot. Well, <laughs> this kind of worked. Anyways, hope you all like our cool numbers up on top of the TV that you'll get to see. I don't know. Sometimes we got this cool mask in here. Now we got a bunch of game used gloves. I think these ones. Yeah, these ones are Ryan Whitney gloves. They stink, by the way. I might have an addition to the studio on Friday. Really? Yeah. So stay tuned. It might be my hot performer of the week, too. I think we're going to update our uh, sports closet gear as well. I'm going to go stop by. I see Mario and the crew. I'm a St. Albert store guy, but you can hit him up. Kingsway Mall or uh, Short Park Mall as well. I think we see a tilt today. Will someone be dropping the mitts? Not Ryan Whitney, that's for sure. His gloves are already here. Maybe Clem Shady gets one. Oh, actually, maybe they would because... McCarron was kind of going after some guys last game, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Yeah, so maybe that's it. Because after Niemelainen nailed Ekholm, and then what was it, Yessi with Sherwood, right? Is that his name? Yeah, it was yeah. Cole Sherwood. Yeah, so maybe maybe this is it. Maybe McCarron and uh, Kane. And uh, not Kane, obviously not. Nurse. Nurse is my bet. Uh, Luke asked, who's the naked guy behind me? That would be uh, Wayne Gretzky. He wore number 99 for the Edmonton Oilers. May have heard of him. Um, we have a Ryan Smith, one of those McFarlane figures. We have an Oodle Noodle box that's Oilers colored. Um, some OG Nation gear, or Nation beer, I should say. And yeah, that's your tour of uh, the studio that we're slowly putting together. Uh, that's going to be a wrap, I think, on today's show. We hit our light goal. That is great stuff. Davin says, yes, he's dropping the gloves. Tyler says, Klim versus Janot. He also adds, hopefully Nurse drops him. He needs to be more engaged. I agree with that. That's going to be like a mini key to victory is that we need to see Darnell Nurse take a step forward here and start to find his game a little bit because it's been a couple of rough nights for that Oilers blue line and it starts with him. And you know what too? Like he started all the year like pretty hot. I thought he had a really good start to the year, like scoring some goals and then 
last night when McDavid gave him that pass, he just didn't feel confident enough to even shoot it, you know? So yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. We're all team nurse around here. We are. Um, did you, Hey, I saw this yesterday. A lot of people picking apart that Connor McDavid defensive play. It was on the one goal where he kind of had his guy lost him. And then spec was going after Bouchard on that goal. But I don't buy that as well. Like you can sit there and be like, the defenseman's got to defend, but like also Connor McDavid lost his guy. He is a great player. I, I am not sitting here trying to talk smack about Connor McDavid, Liam. He's great. I'm not even mad about it. I don't, yeah, it cost them a goal. I don't even care because Connor McDavid has built up enough good grace. But by God, we don't need to go after Evan Bouchard for Connor McDavid's mistakes. Just say McDavid made a mistake. It's fine. I watched that. I obviously watched the game and not at one point did I think, damn, what are you doing, Evan Bouchard? I thought, come on, McDavid, you got to kind of tie up your guy a bit there. Um, I mean, we're not sitting there. It's not like McDavid's making those mistakes every night. So it's forgivable, I suppose. I'm more pissed off about the dry side of thing. Really? <laughs> just like when he did, just get on side, man. Like, it's just kind of like show a bit of urgency. And then yeah. I think that would have been, there was a great pass by Bouchard to Yamo there to like put him basically clean through. And then Yamo obviously just assuming he's good to go. And then dry side not off the ice. That frustrated me more than the McDavid not tying him up. Cause I think that was just a mistake. And I feel like dry saddles is a bit lazy if you want to call it that. But he has, like, again, I, I hate it. the... He does that all the time. I he know. Does. I know. And I hate the lazy Leon narrative because, again, there was one shift yesterday, one forecheck he had, where he skated faster than I have, like, ever seen the dude skate. I, They were going broadcast left to right. So was it would have been the first period. And he zoomed in there, and I was like, Jesus, who is that guy? There was also a point, too, in the third where... They were trying to set up like kind of a breakout and dry. They did like a, a close up of it must have been Nurse behind the net who had the puck and Dry Sado was like gaining speed behind the net. I was like, holy moly, that guy is moving. But that right almost now. makes it more frustrating when yeah. you see him do stuff like that and you're like, do it when there's more than just a goal on the line. Like, yeah, give us that a little bit more. Go I think on. that's, yeah, you want to see that. You want to see that for sure. But not going to win every night. And it's not like they came into last night and yeah. got destroyed, right? Like, I thought they played okay. I think their offense just fell apart a little bit. That missed call at the end pissed me off. I think that was a very dangerous play. And I think I was very deliberate on Flurry. 100% it was. And Flurry's I, dirty like that. He yeah. always does shit like that. And I think, uh, I, I can't believe NHL isn't looking at it, but I also, I can believe it, but they should be looking at that kind of shit. Like, that, what if that caught Hyman in the eye? Yeah, that's a loose stick. That is a loose stick, and that is a very dangerous play. And also, okay, so you called the penalty earlier on Zuccarello, which like it was a penalty, but I thought at that moment in the game, I'm like, ooh, the refs don't usually call that. Mm. And then 100, the reason they don't call it on Hyman is because Minnesota's already down a guy, and Dean Evison's head looks like it's gonna pop off on the bench. 100%. He looked like a cartoon, like there's gonna be smoke <laughs> coming out of his ears. And that's the that's the frustrating part about it. Like, that is so obvious what just happened there. And you look at Hyman; he's not the guy who's like falling down and everything yeah. right like someone's got to do something and, and the way your whole body goes down like that too is not like you just jerk in your head like that is a clearly some collision was ha- happened there yeah and it directly impacted his ability to go get the puck and it potentially killed an offensive chance yeah alex get that off the screen this is not tinfoil hat nonsense <laughs> this is real that should have been a penalty, damn it. Oilers versus the NHL. It's a real thing, Alex. Look it up. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, we're going to wrap up today's show. Uh, new episode of Oilers Nation Radio going to drop in a couple of hours from this very studio. So make sure you look for that wherever you get your podcast from. Hit the like button before you close your window as well. It's a short for giant game day edition of Oilers Nation every day. 
Shout out to Cornerstone Insurance, Soho, who you can find at SohoYeg.com, and our great friends at the Sports Closet. We'll be back tomorrow, noon Mountain Time, to hopefully recap Leon Dreisaitl winning another election and staying the mayor of Smashville. Enjoy the game tonight.